Podcast is a Vancouver, Canada-based podcast talking Vancouver sports. We talk about hockey, football, baseball, soccer, and other sports, including the Canucks, Lions, Vancouver Whitecaps, Canadians, and any other relevant sports news in the Vancouver, Canada area. Hey everybody, welcome back. It's Season 2, Episode 10 of the Golden Bee Podcast. Haven't broadcast in a while because I was away last weekend, um, but uh, getting started here and looking down at what's happening in the world of Vancouver sports, and our Canucks find themselves on a three-game win streak. Isn't that nice? Now sitting at not even 500 at 9-10, and I'm just going to actually pull this up here, uh, but anyways, not at the 500 mark, uh, play the Washington Capitals tomorrow night in Vancouver. Uh, starting a four-game homestand, uh, but, you know, clawing back to the 500 work mark, I should say, is really a bare minimum for any team in the NHL, and definitely for a, for a team that's, you know, trying to make the playoffs. They're 9-10-3 and three now. Uh, Capitals are 9-11-3, um, and, and then we've got Florida on Thursday, December 1, 10-8-3. Uh, Florida had such a great season last season, um, but December 1 is also the... Uh, Sedins and Luongo Hall of Fame night uh, at Rogers Arena, which is pretty special. Can't make that game, unfortunately, because I have a concert to go to. Um, but, you know, again, talking about a bad Canucks team uh, this season and just sort of a lack of, you know, maybe winning and culture up until uh, recently, when you see guys like that being honored, you, got, you think about the, the good times there uh, with that team. Um, you know, the 2011 Cup run, but e- even in around that team a couple of years before that, and, you know, what a special team that was, special players like Luongo and uh, the Twins, Daniel and Henrik. But um, looking down a little bit of a breakdown, so the wins against Colorado, the Vegas Golden Knights, and last night San Jose Sharks 4-3 in overtime. Looking at something from uh, Stat Center. Uh, that uh, Quinn Hughes has already reached 20 assists this season, needing just 17 games to do so. Uh, Hughes is the second fastest to the mark in this rather notable list of starts to a season from a young defenseman. And when you look at the tweet and you see who those defensemen are, you see Dennis Potvin, uh, the defenseman who played for those four straight cup-winning Islanders teams. You see Bobby Orr. You see Ray Bork. So uh, pretty elite company there for Quinn Hughes. And really, when you think about Quinn Hughes' career uh, and how long some of those guys played for, uh, he's really just getting started. So that's a nice piece of um, positive news. Uh, a little bit on Elias Pettersson now, who's tied with Sidney Crosby and Jason Robertson in NHL leading 10 five-on-five goals, which is awesome. Um, the Canucks do also play their next seven uh, games. The team's currently below the playoff bar, but given my own past experience with the Canucks, I've seen them come out uh, and um, lay a lot of eggs in games like that, especially after a three-game road trip. So I'm cautiously optimistic, even if they do get back over the 500 mark. Um, you know, I'm just not seeing it 
yet are ready to be a believer. Uh, be curious to dig into those last three games too, because I know that uh, Spencer Martin was in goal as well as Thatcher Demko, um, and we've all talked. Even though Demko's season is not as good as last year's, how much um, you know the play of goaltending affects people thinking that the Canucks are a better team than they are when their defense is uh, so weak. But a um, couple of uh, more stats here. Player leaderboard has Bo Horvat with 17 goals. Quinn Hughes, as I mentioned off the top there, they have it listed as 21 assists when I believe it's actually um, 20, right? So it's, so it's 21 based on last night's game in San Jose. Pedersen has 27 points. Uh, Elias Pedersen... Plus minus at plus 10. Uh, JT Miller has six power play goals. Bohera has two shorthanded goals. Uh, who else? So that's pretty impressive for Pedersen given his strong two-way uh, play. If he's a plus 10 and has 27 points. Um, looking down a little bit more too. Uh, yeah, the Canucks upcoming schedule has them in Washington. as a, Or sorry, at Washington here in Vancouver. At Florida comes to town. Phoenix comes on Saturday, and the Montreal Canadiens are here next uh, Monday, December 5th, which is always an exciting game. There'll be lots of Habs fans in attendance. And then the Canucks are back out on the road uh, Wednesday, December December 7th again for another game against the Sharks. And so we're going to move on to uh, the Vancouver Giants, who had an exciting weekend when uh, top prospect Connor Bedard uh, was at the Giants game on Friday night. He was playing f- with the... Uh, Regina Pats, uh, the Pats winning and beating the Giants 3-0. And an interesting side note here, I don't know if I ever saw Giants goaltender Drew Sim play, but they traded him. Uh, but he made 47 saves in the shutout against Vancouver. Uh, so I, I don't imagine maybe the Giants would be too happy at, at letting Sim go, but you can always look at a move on a player like that ever and say, um, you know, that um, they shouldn't have traded him. But it says that the uh, Langley Event Center was sold out for with five, 5,200 fans. Uh, game I went to in October was nowhere near that, but I know Connor Bedard wasn't there. Um, and so it, it, it's good to see the Giants get a crowd, even if it's for uh, our Regina Pats visit by Connor Bedard and his team. Um, just looking down a, a bit at the breakdown here, uh, you know, that, it's too bad the Giants didn't win. Um, but there is this CHL top prospects game next January, uh, January 25th. Uh, that's at the Langley Event Center. Bernard will be in that game. Giants hosted the Portland Winterhawks on Sunday, uh, beat Spokane last Wednesday. And the Giants, uh, just looking at it here, pulled out a 3 1 victory against the Portland Winterhawks. Had a chance to listen to. Um, Giants game on the radio yesterday and heard the shorthanded goal by Ty Thorpe to tie the game at one. Uh, but it's nice to see the Giants get a second shorthanded goal uh, into the third. Uh, so the Giants pull it out with a 3-1 win over Portland, out shooting Portland 38-25. Of course, Jesper Vickman in for the Giants, 24-25. Dante Giannuzzi, 35-38 saves, which is pretty high. Uh, Giants 0-3 for 3 in the power play, Portland 1-5. for 5. Giants get all three stars. Uh, Jesper Vickman, third star. Hanzik, the second star. Ty Thorpe, the third star. Um, Giants play against the Moose Jaw Warriors this Wednesday. 
and they're hosting him at the LEC. So it'll be interesting to see how that game plays out. But uh, you might have to look at getting tickets for that CHL uh, top prospects game. Uh, a little bit of Whitecaps news, too. We talked about um, Whitecaps player movements and changes in the last podcast. And I see one has already come up with uh, Jake Nowinski uh, signing in St. Louis. Uh, good to see that. Uh, other big hawk, uh, soccer on the radar, obviously, is the Canada uh, men's team at the World Cup losing 4-1 yesterday to Croatia. Um, but I'm not as much focused on it because it's not um, local Vancouver sports news, right? Um, and so what I'm going to keep doing here is keep rolling. And uh, what we're going to look at next uh, is some Canadians news. Don't know if I shared this back on uh, February the 7th, found it through Twitter. Should have should have actually shared it because... Um, yeah, it's just a nice little piece of important news about the Canadians uh, and their home schedule for the 2023 season. Um, just looking down a little bit here. What do we have? It's mainly on ticket packages, uh, but I want to actually talk a little bit about um, more than the ticket packages when we get a little closer. Uh, just looking at the, um, the breakdowns of some of the games. April 4th. Uh, just looking at it here. Sorry, April 7th through 9th, April 11th through 16th, April 25th through 30th is a series of games. Then May 5th through 9th, or May f- uh, 9th through the 14th, uh, 30 and 31 of May. And then it obviously can- continues into June, 1st and 4th of June, 13th to 18th of June, 27th to 30th of June, 1st and 2nd of July, 14th to 16th of July, 25th to 30th of July. Uh, 8 to 13th of August, 22nd to 27th of August, 29th to 31st of July, and then into September, the 1st to 3rd. Uh, 12 home games against the Everett Aquasox, the Mariners, um, high A team, 12 on the road, 15 against the Spokane Indians at home, the Rockies affiliate, the Colorado Rockies affiliate, uh, 12 road games, Tri-City Dust Devils, who I saw a lot last year, the uh, Los Angeles Angels home uh, farm team, uh, 12 home, 12 on the road. Hillsborough Hops, the Diamondbacks, saw them a few times last year. 12 home, 18 on the road. And the Eugene Emeralds, which is the San Francisco Giants, high A team, 15 home, 12 on the road. And let's keep on plugging here uh, with more local sports news. The Vancouver Warriors kicking off the season. Uh, first game of the regular season on Saturday, December the 3rd against the ominous Toronto Rock. And I've mentioned before that uh, 15-5 loss um, against the Toronto Rock that I witnessed last year where the uh, Warriors just got absolutely blasted. Uh, it was not a fun game to watch in any stretch of the imagination. Uh, and so the Warriors kicking off their season this Saturday at 2 p.m. Uh, looking like it's going to be good. And it is against the uh, the uh, Toronto Rock in Toronto. I'm actually going to try and find out, too, if that game broad- is, is being broadcast. I think it is, but I'll have to dig a little deeper. So uh, Warriors kicking off their season. I've got tickets for the home opener. I know I mentioned the home opener dates last week uh, or on the previous podcast, December the 16th against the Calgary Roughnecks. And so that's actually going to be a back-to-back for the Warriors because they're going to play in Calgary on the 10th, home on Friday, December 16th uh, to play the Warriors. Then nothing uh, for the Warriors, it looks like, until Saturday, January 7th in 2023 when they play uh, one of the better teams in the NLL in the San Diego Seals, and then moving along here with some Lions news. Uh, 
stuff filtering out about the Lions and the CFL right now, mainly centering around, uh, you know, the end of the season, some player signings, uh, guys coming back in 2023, uh, looking at a few here, uh, signing three nationals, adding two draft picks, uh, Jacob Furlot, offensive lineman Tyler Packer, and defensive lineman uh, Riley, I don't know his last name here, uh, sorry, Riley Pickett. And also had draft picks, Ryder Varger and Adam Wallace uh, for 2023. But it was such a great Lions season. Um, you know, I know we talked a little bit about Rourke before, whether he's moving uh, to the NFL and what, and and the workouts were supposed to happen. And now it looks like they're going to happen this week. And I think I, I might have mentioned on a previous podcast just about with um, Rourke, what, what exactly is going to happen with him and the fact that I don't think he's going to make an NFL team this season, or maybe he just stands there and and is a backup and holds a clipboard. Nothing wrong with that, but I really don't see it. Um, uh, You know, I really just don't see him um, moving to the, to the NFL right away. I think he's got to build up his resume a little more successful season for him, but he still missed a huge chunk of it. Came back, lost the Western final to Winnipeg. But, um, you know, I just don't think he's quite, reach the top of the mountain in the CFL, which I don't know if it's going to help his, his credibility in the NFL. I would think that it would, um, but I don't, you know, I don't know enough about those processes, uh, ins and outs of the, uh, how a CFL quarterback or, or really any quarterback makes an NFL team. Uh, but I'm hoping to see Nathan back for at least one more season uh, I'd, I'd love to see him stay healthy. You can never guarantee that. I, I mean, I know it's not necessarily his fault, even if he does. Um, but, you know, I just don't see um, Nathan leaving yet. I mean, I guess part of me is just wanting him to stay cause, because the Lions were so good this season. Um, you know, and he's such an exciting player to watch, and it was nice to see them be so successful with him as quarterback. Um, you know, it's one of those things where, um, you know, it's it's – it's nice to see the Lions have some success. Now, uh, keeping moving on here, just looking back at any other uh, local sports news, one of the things I wanted to add and didn't add in my previous podcast, I don't think, but which I attended last week, and we talked about this back, I'm just thinking it was season two, episode seven or eight, but it was when I said I was going to attend the Canucks Autism Pro-Am tournament, and I interviewed Aaron Craven, and then I posted the podcast with the audio portion of Aaron and mine's interview from the beginning of November. Uh, I did make it out to the Canucks Pro-Am tournament last weekend. I did have the chance to meet up with Aaron. Uh, I watched one of Aaron's games. I watched the quote-unquote all-star game with all the top players from the tournament selected. I had a chance to check out the Surrey Ice Arena, uh, see who all the Canucks were that were playing there. Jeff Cortinal, Martin Jelena, um, seemed to me like you could almost pinpoint it, and I think you could pinpoint the different eras of the Canucks that you remember so well. The 94 team, Martin Jelena, Jeff Cortnell, Kirk McLean. Uh, you see guys from the 2011 team, uh, the Sedins, uh, Yannick Hansen. You see guys from the early 2000s West Coast Express era. Uh, you see guys like Todd Bertuzzi, and uh, you see another guy from the uh, 19... 19- 94 era team uh, Nathan Lafayette and so you just see a, a whole number of players but I can't sort of emphasize enough the great vibe of the tournament itself and also the 
um, you know, how important that tournament is for the Canucks Autism Network. Of course, I bought a Canucks Autism Network toque, uh, 15 bucks, well worth the money. All the proceeds go to Canucks Autism. Spoke to some of the staff about being involved in a tournament in the future. Myself, maybe just as a volunteer, uh, was told that over $700,000 is raised in total from the tournament uh, that goes to the Canucks Autism Network. I can speak at length about how um, my daughters benefited from the uh, Canucks Autism Network's uh, programs, uh, hence why we interviewed Aaron and actually attended the tournament. I'm going to post a few of the um, tournament photos I took uh, just basically me sitting in the stands <laughs> watching uh, two of the games. Um, nothing super, super exciting. Didn't really interact with any players. Uh, didn't go out and get any kind of um, autographs. Wasn't really there for that. Not really my thing, even though I've met some uh, Canuck players at the um, Canuck Sports Day or the Canucks Autism Sports Day, which I mentioned I had attended. Uh, way back in June of this year, which is where I met Kirk McLean. Um, but I'm just going to look down a little bit. Uh, some really positive um, notes coming out from the tournament. Um, but yeah, yeah, you know, that's a really, really interesting and really powerful tournament. I'm, I'm glad I attended. And um, just looking back here, what it was called was the uh, Canucks Autism Network Sports Day. And so that was the first one that had been held um, because of the pandemic. So I attended the 22 uh, event, and I'm assuming there's going to be one for um, 2023. I hope there is. Uh, just looking down, too, at a couple more players from that roster. I would forgot to mention uh, Canucks like Brad May. Uh, I'm trying to think who else. Rafi Torres was there. Of course, Rafi Torres associated with the uh, 2011 team. But yeah, no, a really special tournament all in all uh, and a really special day. And I want you to go and check out the uh, Canucks Autism website, please. I'm just going to pull it up here. Uh, looking at some of the players that were involved. And uh, it is at Canucks Autism, or it's CanucksAutism.ca uh, on Twitter at Canucks Autism. Uh, just looking through a, a few of the other players. But uh, yeah, no, a really special day and a really... T- special tournament, so I know it's a bit of a longer podcast again, but I did miss the previous, so I'm just going to uh, wrap it up, everybody, and say thanks for listening, and I want you to uh, listen to our great uh, music as we exit the podcast. We'll talk to you soon. This is the Golden V Podcast. The Golden V Podcast is a Vancouver, Canada-based podcast talking Vancouver sports. We talk about hockey, football, baseball, soccer, and other sports, including the Canucks, Lions, Vancouver Whitecaps, Canadians, and any other relevant sports news in the Vancouver, Canada area.